We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have a Washington Redskins roster breakdown. We're going to go ahead and break down the roster by position on the offense and the defense. And we also have some game predictions and some bold predictions. And we also have the fan favorite voicemails. And we're going to listen to some of your questions and some of your venting. And we'll go ahead and answer some questions. All in episode 61 of the Pride Podcast. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 61 on the Blue Wire Network. And this episode today is sponsored by Untuck It. And today on episode 61, we will be actually breaking down the Washington Redskins versus Detroit Lions game, the game of the week, the game that should be Sunday Night Football. But unfortunately, it is not. Stay off the weed. But before we get into that, uh, let's uh, talk about some transactions the Detroit Lions made this week. So a minor transaction, the Lions did end up releasing offensive tackle Dan Skipper, which shows good signs of Rick Wagner coming back. So he is gone. Lions place fullback Nick Bodden on IR. And then the big news, defensive end slash linebacker. We'll see what his role will be on this team and draft. They call him a linebacker and everything else. They call him a defensive end. So we'll see what he is. But um, the Lions activate Austin Bryant from injury reserve, so that's going to be exciting. We're going to see our, our first glance of him in game action. He's going to be making his debut this Sunday versus the Washington Redskins. So, Pierre or Mel, who wants to read off the Detroit Lions injury report, and then I'll read off the Skins injury report. Right uh, I got it in front of me right here. So, Go ahead, Pierre. I guess I'll go. Yeah. It's kind of lengthy. Um, Jamal Agnew and Ankle hasn't. We are recording. We are recording on a Thursday, by the way. Um, okay, Jamal Agnew hasn't practiced on Wednesday or Thursday with an ankle. Trey Flowers concussion hasn't practiced the last two days. Deshaun Hand 
with an ankle, hasn't practiced the last couple days. Demont, uh, Snacks Harrison practiced on Wednesday. Thursday is a resting day. Frank Ragnall concussion hasn't practiced the last two days with a concussion. Stafford with a hip and back hasn't practiced two days. Tracy Walker with a knee hasn't practiced the past two days. Sam Martin didn't practice on Wednesday, but he's limited on the Thursdays dealing with an abdomen. And then you got C.J. Moore with a hamstring injury, limited participant both days. And then Wick Wagner, uh, limited practice on Wednesday, a full practice on Thursday. So that is the Lions' lengthy injury report. So we might have a lot of guys out. That's sad. Yeah, so that's, that, that, that's already six guys. So we'll have I mean, one, one more guy to go with it, most likely. If some of these guys pop limited on Friday, they could probably could be questionable, but most of these guys are probably going to be out or doubtful. I'm going to assume yeah, Stafford's one, two, out. Three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six starters. Yes, six yeah, starters. So six. you already have, you need seven inactive on game days. So I wonder who the odd man out. I, I'll predict Bo Benshaw is my guy. But yeah. Yeah. Be, oh, Bo Benshaw, yeah. yeah. To be like the seventh guy. Yeah. Or. Yeah. Or they might go O'Day and put Bo over O'Day. Depends. I don't know, though. This year, they've gone O'Day mainly over Bo whenever they've had the opportunity okay. to play O'Day. And then, um, so we actually might see our, I don't know how much, I don't know if we'll see the field, maybe on special teams only, but we might see our first glance at Michael Jackson, too. So, without Agnew. So, <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be interesting. We might see uh, some gold gloves out there, some sparkly gloves. Yeah, just the sparkly gloves. He'll get hired for that thing. And then we could uh, see him moonwalk a little bit in pregame. <laughs> yeah, let it ride. Get fined for it. Who cares? Who cares, man? Who cares? Yeah. All right, but let's get into this uh, Washington Redskins report. So this report is technically pretty big, but I don't expect too many of these guys to miss out because looking at their Thursday report, they either were promoted to limited or full participants. So um, that's good news for them, I guess. But there are no participants for the last two days is defense alignment Deer and Payne. He was a good player from Alabama. He was their very first round. good. He's yeah, a he was, really good player. I loved him. Yeah, he was their first round pick in uh, 2018, I believe, because I remember a lot of Lions fans wanted him. I liked him a lot. Yeah, I think he's sweet. And then uh, AP, we all know who AP is. The running back is dealing with the toe. He did not oh. participate the last two days. And then that is all for their do not participate. Some of their guys that are limited. Defensive lineman Jonathan Allen, he's pretty good. Very good. Uh, uh, tight end Vernon Davis is dealing with the concussion. He's been limited the last two days. Montez Nicholson, the safety, he was limited on Wednesday. He's been a full participant on Thursday. Paul Richardson, he got upgraded to full participant. Safe or defense alignment Tim Settle, full participant. Running back Chris Thompson actually been limited the last two days. D Shore Everett, I most definitely messed that up. He's dealing with an ankle safety. He's full full participant. <laughs> linebacker Cole Holcomb, linebacker, uh, full participant. Terry McLaurin, the star receiver from Ohio State. He's been full participant the last two days. Cornerback Josh Norman, full participant the last few days. Tr- Tress Way, the punter. Oh my god, their punter's even on the center for the guys. He he's a full participant as well. And then offensive tackle Morgan Moses, dealing with a thumb injury. It was a full participant. So as we said, a lot of these guys are full participants, and I'm not going to lie, I did not know 90% of them. I'm not, I'm not 90. I knew a lot of the guys. I just didn't know some of them, some of their uh, depth guys. So um, let's get right into this. Let's get into this Washington Redskins offense. So they are 1-9. They're not a very good football team. We're not a very good football team. So, Pierre, you want to go ahead and break down this um, 
I guess we can call it shitty offense. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. I just want to let you know that there's a different level of bad. Of, of, of bad. Yeah, I agree. This Washington Redskins team is they're they're on track to like one of the worst teams in a while. Between them and Cincinnati, it's like I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think, think we're on their level. level. We're not on their level. We're not, not on their level. No. Not. Our offense is somewhat we're our like, offense is actually decent. Their offense is trash. We're like the Atlanta Range right now. Like, you know, we're bad, but like Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I think I think we have talent, but it's just we're just not winning. Like kinda like Atlanta. Yeah, they're like off they're awful, the Redskins. We're just bad. Yeah. I'll yeah. give you the Redskins odd numbers. You guys ready for this before Let's we get go. into their roster? They are 32nd in points scored. They are 31st in yards per game. They are 32nd in pass yards per game. And they are 80. They're, I'm sorry. They're 26th in rush yards per game. Or 26th in rush yards per game. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, they're not good. They're not good. <laughs> now let's get into um, let's get into their offense. Uh, obviously, they have a quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, who I liked a lot coming out. He's... He's still learning how to play. I think he has a bright future, but right now he's not playing well. He has 498 yards, two touchdowns, and five picks. And those two touchdowns came in garbage time against the Jets, I believe. Yeah. Um, they they got one of them was a screen pass to Darius Geis. Yeah. And then they got a running back, uh, Adrian Peterson. Uh, he hasn't practiced the last two days, but he's averaging 4.2 yards per carry. He has 516 yards and a touchdown. He probably won't play. So then you entered in Darius Geis, who's been struggling with injuries a lot. Um, he only has 17 carries for 42 yards, no touchdowns, 2.5 yards a carry. And then you have their third down back. He's also a little banged up. He has uh, 23 carries for 79 yards, and he has 27 receptions yards for 276 yards. He has zero touchdowns as well. So they're a little banged up at their running back position. Let's get into their uh, receivers. Terry McLaurin, who I think we all liked coming out of the draft. We liked his speed. Um, Honestly, He's actually, I, didn't, I didn't know much about him, honestly. I knew him from Ohio State. I didn't think he was shocked like this. <laughs> yeah, looking a lot I mean, better. I'm not shocked he's actually putting up these numbers because he, he, re- he tested really well at the Combine. But um, he's actually he's playing really good for a rookie. If they were like winning, he can make a case for being the offensive rookie of the year up there with Josh Jacobs. Mm. He has... Mm, I don't know. <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you why. He has 35 receptions for 566 yards and five touchdowns for a rookie, bro. Yeah, he'll need he'll need to end the year with at least twelve twelve hundred yards to be considered. I mean, he's a receiver. He, 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 defense has that's that's tough. He's on pace for over a thousand, I think. He's on pace for over a thousand. So he, I mean, it's a pressure for might, rookie. He might get there this game. Who knows? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Defenses have adjusted him because you look at like his first four weeks. That guy was going off. Like he was like the biggest fantasy sleeper, and I loved it because I had him in my lineup. But last few weeks, oh my lord, he's been riding the bench. I might start him this week though. But right. last few weeks, he's been riding the bench. And then they got uh, Paul Richardson. He's listed as the starter opposite of uh, Terry McLaurin. He has twenty-seven receptions, two hundred thirty-nine yards, and two touchdowns. This guy's having a down year. Screw he's a lot better than that. Then you have their slot receiver Trey Quinn. He has 26 receptions for 195 yards and a touchdown. And they have these young guys that are starting to work in the lineup. Kevin Harmon, uh, Steven Sims, and Cam Sims. These are like all rookies or like first or second year guys. They're just, I mean, their receivers are what they are. They got McLaurin after that. It's just like it's a wash. 
Um, their tight end, Vernon Davis, he has 10 receptions for under three yards and touchdown. He actually has lost his starting spot to Jeremy Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle has 16 receptions for 156 yards and a touchdown. And then they have this other guy they like they really use, uh, Halen Hen- Henches, I think it is. He has two receptions for 13 yards. So they have a really bad tight end room. Like, it's awful. So we talked about the receivers, McLaurin, that said they're tight ends. I mean, none of these guys scare you. Jordan Reed is on IR, obviously. So oh, they're missing Jordan Reed. Yes. <laughs> He's always hurt. Yeah, their left tackle is Donald Penn. He has eight penalties allowed, five sacks. He's also 36 years old. They signed him when they had those issues with Trent Williams, and they handled that situation bad. But whatever. And guess who their left guard is? It's Eric Flowers, former Eric left Flowers. tackle. Oh, my. For the, uh, the Giants. For the Giants. Was, yeah, Giants fans hated him. But he's like... Fancy. I mean, I think Eli hated him too. Hard. He's not sucky, but he's just like average, uh, below average. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. sucks. Five penalties and two sacks a lot. Not bad for him, you know? He, like Normally he's like at 10 sacks. I wish yeah. we had Ziggy out of this game. <laughs> he would got three sacks on. <laughs> uh, yeah. center, I know Eli. Eli hated him. Yeah, their center, uh, Chase Roulier, I believe it is. He only has one penalty, one sack. He's quietly playing well for them. He's an above average center. I think he's a second year player. Their right guard, Brandon Schreff. Sheriff, Brandon Sheriff, my bad. He is their best lineman. He's actually a pending free agent. And uh, I've been keeping an eye on him, to be honest. Maybe Bob Quinn would sign him in the offseason. Who knows? He's here. Anyways, yeah, Bob Bob Quinn is here. But he has, he surprisingly has eight penalties. I'm shocked when I saw that. But he only has a sack lot. But he's just a dog. Like, Sheriff is a beast. Issues with him are just health. I don't think he's played in a game, like, more than 13 games uh, in a season yet. So he's always, like, misses a few games a year. Uh, the right tackle, Morgan Moses. He's also normally good this year. He's having a down year, eight penalties, and he's like three sacks. So that's their uh, that's their their offense. It's not it's not good. All they have is pretty much McLaurin <laughs> and their O line. Wow. I mean, you got Brandon Sheriff and Chase Rulier, but Dwayne Haskins is not ready to play. I mean, who knows against our defense? But yeah, oh, their man. offense. The Lions should stop them. You know, put Slay on on uh, Terry. Terry when they play man, but I think they should mostly play zone, just confuse Haskins, getting his head a little blitz in here and there. You know, and we'll see. Well, I mean, I'll say this. If I was um, Vernon Davis and they called me to the office and they said, look, we're going to bench you for a guy named Sprinkle. Uh, a guy named Sprinkle. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. You think you can do this to me? You motherfuckers will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay. <laughs> flip the table. I was thinking the same exact thing. I would have flipped the goddamn table. I was like, how dare you bench me for a goddamn sprinkle? <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Like you can't you can't do this. Cut me. I'll tell them to cut me. Well, to be like, fair, Davis is like I, I don't know. I think he's, he's up like there. Like I think he's like what, 30, 36, 37. He's something like that. I'm not sure. I was thinking the same well, exact thing. Yeah, how do you even tell it to a guy? Look, we're gonna um, uh, I, like I don't know how to tell you this, Vernon. Um, you you've been you've been good with us, but um, we're gonna have to bench you for Sprinkle, Jeff Sprinkle. That is <laughs> Jeff Sprinkle. Okay. Um, oh, 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 so let's talk about matchups for matches before we get into the defense. Okay. Um, well, like I said, I'm expecting Slay on McLaurin, and then probably Trey Quinn will be uh. Um, Justin Coleman, and then Harmon and Richardson, those guys rotate a little at wide receiver. 
though they're starting to play Harmon more. He's younger. Richardson is like more of a vet, and Richardson just hasn't worked out for them. So, that's is this the, is this the week we see uh, Monty Warrior maybe get some action? He should. I think Amani maybe should play over Melvin. Melvin has struggled the last couple of weeks. Maybe it's time to put Amani in more over Melvin. And Melvin yeah. only has a year on his deal, and Amani is young. Yeah, I would, so, I, that's what I would do. Yeah, I, I agree. I want to see a, a little Amani Awari out there. And Mix then uh, Jackson, you know, just put him yeah. in there a little. Yeah, oh, I but, mean, I think he'll play special teams probably this game. Michael? Yeah. Michael? Yeah, Michael probably be on special teams. Man, I'll say this. If he gets... If he wears a glitter glove and he gets fine, <laughs> I will start a GoFundMe account to help I'm pay not, off his I'm fine. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Yeah, we'll do I it. would start a GoFundMe account to help pay off his fine. We'll have the podcast. Michael, Jack, so. Michael if you're listening right now, we got you. We Where? will help pay your fine if you Where? come out with a glitter glove. He's not going to do that. I'm just saying, I'm gonna if DM he him. does, I'm going to DM him. <laughs> we will help pay You're about for to get blocked, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna DM. I'm gonna tell him wear a glitter glove on Sunday versus the Redskins if you're activated. Free game. Yeah. Free game would be dope. We will help I, pay for it. No, no, I want to on me, and I will. I want to see on the game field. I want to see a glitter glove. That's all I want to see. Um, reply yeah. to us on Twitter if you guys would help us out. If you, would you guys help donate to Michael Jackson if he gets fined for wearing a glitter glove having the name Michael Jackson? You can't. No. You guys would help. No. He won't help. He won't do he it. No, you I don't think he'll do it. Okay, if he does it, I would, but he won't do it. All right, I'll DM it. I'm gonna make sure it happens. <laughs> it's gonna happen. We're gonna help pay for your. We're gonna help pay for your fine, bro. Okay, and then um, so okay, we get to see some Austin Bryant this week. That's gonna be exciting. No Trey Flowers, most likely. He's dealing with a concussion, I believe. And then um, Romeo Quar is not on the injury report, so I guess. Of course, so he's healthy. So we're gonna see a, a good look of. Aquara, we'll see him. You know, he's gonna get a lot of role, and then Austin Bryant, man, that's gonna be exciting without Flowers. I know. I mean, we're at that type of point where we just kind of want to see some young guys play. It's gonna be exciting. And another question I have for you: I know we're talking about the defense, but let's get into special teams. So we said Agnew did not participate the last two days. So who do you think would step into the kick re- kick role, kick returning role, and the punt returning role? I believe it was Marvin Hall. Marvin Hall mm-hmm. and Danny Amendola. Marvin Hall though probably first, and Dola second. Okay. Okay. All right, let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll talk about the Washington Redskins defense. We'll do some predictions, and then we'll get to my favorite part, the voicemails. <laughs> the holidays are almost here, and you know what that means. Gifts. And what's a better gift to give a guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right? Unlike most brands, untucked shirts are actually designed to be worn untucked. Untucker shirts always fall at just at the right length, no matter if his size, so he looks casual and sharp. Let me tell you a story real quick. When I went out and ordered some shirts from, you know, their competitors, just for looking for some dress shirts, I ordered it and man, when I got the when I got the box and opened it up, the shirt was all wrinkled and it was just so long when I put it on, you just have to tuck it in. Um, there, there was just no way that you could just wear it untucked. But with Untuck It, you can go online to the website and they have a wrinkle-free section. And I just went, I just went ham over there. I just started ordering stuff left and right. And let me tell you, when I got all those shirts and you put them on, they fit just right. You don't have to, you don't have to tuck it in. And the best part about it, they're wrinkle-free. With more than 50 combinations, Untuck It shirts looks great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. Now you can find 
your favorite Untucket style online or check out one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. You can shoot styles from wrinkle-free button downs like I just talked about, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untucket, your shirts never looks baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And their website is so easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping online for the perfect holiday gift or trying to get a relaxed style of your own, Untuck is the way to go. Visit Untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. Tell them Malcolm sent you. Europe. All right, guys, we are back. So, as I promised, we're going to talk about this Washington Redskins defense, predictions, and the voicemails. All right, so, Peter, you want to go ahead and break down this Washington Redskins defense, and then we'll talk about some matchups maybe and all that good stuff. All right, so let's start with their D-line. Uh, defensive end, defensive end Jonathan Allen, he has four sacks. He's not having the best year, but he's a leader. He's a good player. Nose tackle, Deron Payne, he's hurt. He has a sack. But he's good. He'll likely be out, though. Like you said, he hasn't practiced the last couple days. Uh, their other defense tackle, Matt Iadonis, he has five sacks. He's having a good year. And then their edge guys, Ryan Kerrigan, he has five sacks, no forced fumble. He's listed as their strong side linebacker. He's really good. Have, yeah, he's really good. I actually wanted the Lions to uh, trade for him in the deadline possible, like if he was available. Uh, then you have Montez Sweat. That's Tyler's boy mm-hmm. out of Mississippi State. He has three sacks. He's starting to come along a little. You know he stole a bike at Michigan State. What? <laughs> you remember did, Dave Brickett? Did, didn't we talk about that during yeah, the, the Dave draft Brickett, process? Oh, Dave yeah, Brickett told us that. Dave Brickett told us that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot he about the that. bike. That's interesting. <laughs> that yeah, I remember now. We talked about that. We did. I didn't put the Debo. I, I put the Debo scene when <laughs> we talked about that. Yep. <laughs> I remember that now. Um, you had a good combine. So that's their D-line. I mean, their D-line is probably the biggest strength of this team, but they are injured up front. Uh, let's get into their... Um, well, their linebackers are also like their edge guys. Let's get into like their, their middle linebackers. Cole Holcomb, who you said, he's, he's been injured. I think he's going to play, though, right? I believe he was limited and then he got upgraded to full, or he was... He's playing. Yeah, he should play, but he's awful anyways. He has two fours. Yeah. <laughs> full part has been the last two days. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's not a good linebacker. He only has two forced fumbles. Uh, John Bostic, we know him from here. He's a below-average linebacker. He has a pick, though. Um, he, got he, got that he got that last week. Yeah, he, he got, got that last week. week. He got that yeah. against uh, the Jets. Darnold, yeah. Yeah, their linebackers are just not that good, man. And then let's get into their corners. They got one corner I like a lot, but there's their number one corner, Quinton Dunbar. He has three picks. Tied second in the league. The lead league is four. Um, he's playing at a high level. He's been targeted 39 times and only allowed 22 receptions. I mean, this guy has developed really nice with them. He's playing it. And then uh, Josh Roman, who's been dealing with a hamstring injury, but he's going to play. He's been really bad, man. Teams are just exposing him in coverage. He's been targeted 45 times. He's allowed 31 receptions, but he has a pick. And then, like, Marvin Jones, have, like awesome. a ton of corners. They play a lot. Like, they rotate him. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Fabian Morrow. He's been oh, targeted God. 28 times. He's allowed 25 receptions. He's bad. Aaron Colvin, who they acquired from the uh, Texans, I'm not sure if he's played a lot with them yet, but like 
his stats for this year, he's targeted 12 times and he's allowed 12 receptions. So every time he's targeted, he's allowed a reception. Then this guy I like a lot, Jimmy Moreland. Um, he was a guy that I liked like in the late round for the Lions, a developmental slot guy. He's actually has not played well, but he's a rookie. He's been targeted 21 times. He's allowed 17 receptions. So those are their corners. Their, their only good corner is uh, Quinton Dunbar. I do like Moreland, but Moreland is not ready, obviously. Yeah, Detroit could like expose them. They could do whatever they want. They want to throw deep. They want to throw short. They they could do whatever they want in the passing game, but it's with Driscoll. I mean, we'll see what they'll do. What about your boy Josh Norman? He's not he's not playing. No, he's trash. I know he's trash, but he's, he's playing. Yeah, he's gonna play. He's gonna play. Playing good though. I, I mean, I know. I mean, I'll take uh, Marvin Jones. Get him. He hasn't been. He hasn't been the same since that uh, Marvin Jones Moss. Yeah, and sixteen man. I love that Moss. He's been hurt. He's been like, I'll take. Marvin, I take Marvin Hall over Josh Norman, bro. You take Marvin Hall over Josh Norman? Like Marvin Hall could like beat him deep. Oh, it's the matchup. Yeah, it's a matchup. I was gonna say quarterback. Down there, anybody could beat Josh Norman deep. Josh Norman's not doesn't have the speed. Your daughter can beat Josh Norman deep. That's messed up. You know, <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. All jokes aside, but he's not good, man. He's lost a step. I thought I thought he meant like you're really thinking Marvin Hall's a cornerback over yeah, Josh. No, no, no. Like I'm saying, like matchup wise, because Josh Norman is getting slow. He's he's old. He already was slow to begin with. Marvin he's Hall. losing speed. Yeah. But yeah, I I expect a Marvin Jones Moss this game. You, you think Marvin? Okay, I mean, Driscoll could do it. He could he could launch it. Yeah, man. You get that one on one. Take it all day. Launch that. All right. Uh, their safeties. Uh, their big free agency acquisition, strong safety, Landon Collins. Uh, he's still a good safety, but he's not. He's having a bit of a down year. That's also um, bad for him. He's been. Tar- yeah, he's just not around good talent, man. Yeah. But like, he chased the money, so that's him. Yeah. Uh, he's been targeted 40 times, allowed 29 receptions. He's backed up by that guy that you couldn't pronounce his name, Deshaun Everett, I think his name is, or something like that. Deshaun Everett, he's a bad safety. He's just his back is bad. Wait, I, I could have pronounced Deshaun Everett. I don't no, know I said no it wasn't him. It was somebody else. I was going to say if I if I could have pronounced Deshaun Everett, shame on me. <laughs> uh, Monte Nicholson, he's a below average safety. Um, he's been targeted nine times, allowed five receptions. He has two picks though, but he's he's not a good safety man. He gets like he has bad awareness, bro. Wait, they they it, take advantage of him. His first name is Deshaun, and it's spelled like that. What? I, I think I'm saying his name wrong. I'm saying his name wrong. It's like G Shazer. G Shazer. G Shazer. Yeah, my, my bad. It's the Shazer Everett. Anyway, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, that's Landon Collins back up. He, he sees a bad safety. Uh, the free safety, I said Monty Nicholson, below average. And uh, Monty Nicholson is uh, back to by Troy Apke, I want to say. Apke, Apke. I'm not sure. Sorry, Troy, if I'm not saying your name right. Um, he's a solid backup, actually. He has a pick. He's been targeted twice, but he's only allowed two receptions, so like, not really bad. But Washington's offense and defense are Troy Opeke's nice, man. Yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not he's not showing it's not the tall on the field, but as far as like athletic, dude's a beast. <laughs> he ran like a low four four, low like a four three as a safety. That dude has wheels. Yeah, he's a solid backup. Um, I think he's their number three safety. I think Troy. he is too. I don't think he has a yeah, talent. He, Whatever. I'm not sure if he played corner and then he converted to a safety, but that dude is fast. 
Yeah, so uh, Detroit can really take advantage of everything here. The only guy they have is Dunbar. Even Dunbar, like, I'll take Kenny Galli over Dunbar any day. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if this was if Stafford playing this game, I could see Stafford put it up easily 40 points, 40 plus yeah. points on this defense. Yeah. But with Driscoll, such a coin flip, I wonder which, like, which Driscoll is going to show up. Is it going to be the, the cautious Driscoll that's going to be 5 for 10 in the first quarter, first half? Or is he going to take off and run and be aggressive and launch the ball and scramble and do a whole bunch of cool stuff that we were like seeing the second half of the last game? Give him protection, he'll do it. Yeah, I think he should take advantage of this uh, this team. I think that he should throw deep. Even like He should have confidence to throw deep. This, these guys don't really have like playmakers. They're not that good. They're just not a good team, man. They can, like, get, they can get pressure, though. They, they could damn sure get they pressure. They could get pressure, but they're going to be without, like, Jerome Payne. He's probably going to be without Ragnar. Or without Ragnar. Uh, yeah, Ragnar. But then, I mean, you have Kenny Wiggins, who's a, like, oh, wow. he's serviceable. I'm worried about their edge rushers. I'm worried about Kerrigan and stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm worried about Kerrigan game. and Sweat and Allen. I was watching yeah. the Jets game, and, man, Sam Donald's running for his life. I mean, he's still making plays because he could extend plays with his legs. Right. So I think that's a that's a positive with Driscoll because he could do the same thing. Yeah. But man, they had that dude running for his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but the Jets O line, they don't have like a Decker or a Wagner. They have like. Uh, I don't think they don't have. About. They have Calvin Beecham, I think, at left tackle. He's not that good anymore. And they have who's the right tackle? I forgot. I don't know. Oh, this one not good. Okay. But the point <laughs> is what I'm saying is though, like these skins edge rushers, they're like even average compared to the other NFL teams. Not just average because we're playing average offensive linemen. There's pretty good in general so yeah, they're, they're good right. they're, they're good they're, they're just they're solid i think that's like the best oh, yeah, unit on their team best hands yeah, down the best their, their, their front their front four is the best unit on their team yep well yeah that's what i'm you know concerned about if driscoll even have time to really launch it kind of like the dallas game you know i said give him time he could launch it if you give him time but if you're not giving I'm him hoping, time i'm hoping he could do what the, what sam Darnold did sam Darnold like he extended play with his legs and well, that, that's made it happen yeah, I expect him to do that. I don't really expect him just like to be able to sling that ball all day, you know. I don't think he's gonna have that time like that to sling it all day. But yeah. we'll see. You know, I think yeah, just will move use his legs a little bit. Maybe uh I don't even know why I'm gonna say this. He probably won't, but let's see maybe a wheel route or a screen pass, but probably not. I mean but, uh, this see. is you could almost do what you want with this team. I mean, they're not really good. Really anywhere. It's yeah, like I'm expecting across that. the oh. board, they're bad. They're they're bad almost everywhere. I mean, their best unit is their running def their their their, their passing defense, which is 16th. Yeah, but so. you could run on you could run on these guys. I mean, I just I, don't I just don't see like an area that's gonna trouble us too much. I think the biggest mismatch for them is honestly J D McKissick. I don't think they have a really answer for him because. Who's going to guard him? One of their linebackers or safety? I mean, I guess I don't know. I see a mismatch for Jay, especially if he's on a linebacker, because you know they're, he's elusive, gadget player. Get him 20th, out of space. They're twentieth against the run. I mean, could Bo get a hundred yards? They're twenty six against the run. They're twenty six against the run. Yeah, let's get into our um. That no, they're twenty six in the rushing offense, but their deep rushing defense is twenty eighth. Oh, my bad. Yeah, they're 28th against the the rushing defense. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying you, you could run all over these guys. Like, could Bo get 100 yards? Maybe. We'll find out. Oh, shit. That I might mean, be someone's bold prediction. 
speaking of those, do you want to get into those? Let's do it. Why not? Um, all right. Since Peter, I mean, we kind of spoiled yours already. <laughs> what's your uh, score prediction? What's your bold? Wait, wait, Tyler. Since we didn't get a chance to see our predictions last because we had issues, go over the record and go over the thing. My, my, have- my, yeah, my, my, my dumbass self had some hope. If you guys saw my video, I put it on my Instagram story. I put it on my Twitter. So the Lions are going to somehow beat, beat the Cowboys. They can go out and beat the Redskins. Give us some false hope. And then fall on Thanksgiving to the Chicago Bears. Season's officially over. No, but I was wrong. Um, they lost. So me and Malcolm are now tied for first place, which is a very bad record. Oh, my God. Five and five. Me and Malcolm are tied for first. Okay. Uh, Pierre is making that comeback, four and six. And then since we didn't have an episode, we'd even post about it. So you guys even get to have a say this week. So you guys are still sitting at one and three. But I mean, I think they're going to pick the Cowboys into it. There's no way. Yeah, let's okay. get them two and three. A lot of yeah. the Cowboys winning. I, 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 I don't see. I'll give them the one. I'll give them the one. Yeah, I don't okay. see them. I don't okay, see so them picking the. Yeah. So okay, so they're sitting at two and three. We'll give them that. All right. Since. Uh, you know, actually, Peter, since you're you're last from the three of us, you're gonna go first this week. All right, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I think the Redskins are the 31st worst team in the league behind the Bengals, 32nd. Uh, we we should win this game. I got us winning 27-13. Um, and my bold prediction is Bo will have 100 yards. What was that score prediction again? 27-13 Detroit. Oh, okay, okay. I think it's 37-13. No, no. Was <laughs> out there now. Okay. Um, I think they'll run the ball. I think they'll do whatever they want on offense. If they want to run it, they'll run it. If they want to pass it, they'll pass it. Uh, just need Jeff to take care of the ball, and he has done that. He's only thrown one pick the past couple of games. And, yeah, so he's getting more comfortable in the offense. Yeah, 27-13 Detroit. And Scarborough gets 100. Okay. Malcolm, what do you got? <laughs> um, wow. I have this being uh, – uh, uh, as much as I want this to be a blowout, for some reason, I just feel like Detroit is going to find a way to keep this a competitive, close game. I don't know why. I just, I just don't. I think it's just the Detroit way. Something that Detroit would do, just make it competitive. So I guess I have the score thirty to twenty-eight. Damn. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hastings going to put up twenty-eight points. I mean, I think they're going to, they're going to run. I mean, I don't know. Detroit's going to find a way to screw this up to make it look like competitive. Okay. This should be a this should be a blowout game. We're supposed to blow them out, but so this is like the skins and dolphins game from this year. Came down to the, the wire. <laughs> <sighs> That's what it's gonna look like, man. I don't know. I think we're both bad. I just think they're just worse. So I have a thirty twenty eight lions. Okay. And oh, as far as my bold prediction, uh, that's pretty bold right there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess that's what bold, it's gonna be a close game. I guess I mean yeah. is is that bold? Do I have to pick another one? Like I, I think that's bold. Yes, it's, it's gonna be a close game, man. It's, and is this something that unless Detroit proves it otherwise? I mean, it's just the Detroit way. So is it gonna come down to a Jeff Driscoll game-winning drive or a Dwayne Haskins? Failed it's gonna be a Dwayne drive? Haskins screw up. Okay, so a Dwayne Haskins failed game-winning drive. Failed game, absolutely. Okay, so that's fair. Okay, that's that's good. So 30-28. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say Detroit wins this game also. I'll say they win 24-14. to 14. And then my bold predictions. Ah, okay, this game's in Washington, so I can't use my kicking philosophy. Um, I'll say 
Big play Slay will get two interceptions this game. Okay. Two? Okay. Yeah, so, so. That's pretty bold, you know. Yeah, so I think Big Play will get two picks this game, and maybe we'll see some blitzes from Patricia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe some safety blitzes, some corner blitzes, maybe see Coleman. I don't know, something. We'll see. Um, they got yeah. They got to confuse Haskins. Like, just mix up coverage. They get, bro, one thing they're not doing is they're not disguising, disguising coverage that much. It's just like there's no creativity. I want to see some creativity, man. Yeah. So we'll see. I think they'll win this week. Um, honestly, as much, you know, I'm not a big Patricia fan, so it'd actually be a nice little L to the category. I love the Lions, but it'd be a nice L in the category for Mr. Patricia. <laughs> um, like, do you remember, did you watch the Rams and Chicago game the other day after yeah. we finished recording? Yes, did you see how Wade Phillips, um, like, disguised his coverages? Yeah. It's just like, like, we don't do that. Some teams just don't do it. Why? Like, why are you giving the team what are you going to play? Disguise your coverages. Confuse the quarterbacks. This is like Daniel like Seattle, Jones covers Seattle, up. Like, Seattle never disguises their coverages. Well, they, they play like a cover three. But, like, when you yeah. play man, like, you could disguise it. Like, Wade Phillips plays some man. He plays zone. He confused the heck out of Mitch, man. Yeah. Oh. It would be. It's gonna be a interesting game. Like I said, it should be Sunday Night Football, but unfortunately, it's a one o'clock game on Fox. But all right, let's get into my favorite segment, the voicemail. So <laughs> the best segment. All right, we got some voicemails. You nice. guys called. We have answers. Y'all ready? Let's go. Voicemail. Let's do it. Yeah, my name is Mike. Um, I just, I just want to say at this point. We just need to tank for Chase Young. That's it. That's all we got to do. Appreciate. All right. I guess there it is. I guess he feels like we should tank for Chase Young. Um, who wants to start first? I mean, I personally don't think we have a chance, even if we lose the rest of the games, lose every game for here on out. I still don't think we have a chance to get Chase. Yeah, I think you do. I think you have a chance to get Chase for you lose every game. Um, lose every game? You got to think about it. The Bengals haven't won a game. Even if Washington, Washington, if, if, if Washington wins this game, they'll, we'll still be ahead of them. And because of our tie, we're pretty much going to be ahead of a lot of teams, even if they win three games. If even they get three games, we'll be ahead of them. Right, and I think um, I think I know fans want to tank, but uh, the coaches and the GM they're they're actually coaching for their jobs right now. Like if they lose against Washington, like we said, it's probably the thirty first ranked team. It, it looks really bad, even with the injuries they have. They Beautiful. they should still beat this team easily. Um, it would look really bad if they lost to Washington. Uh, and Stafford is not on IR, so that tells you something. They're not tanking. You know what? Uh, next question. Patricia seems like more of a coordinator, not so much a head coach. Okay. Move on. All right. He said Patricia seems more like a coordinator and not a head coach. And he wants to know we should move on. And we, you know what's funny? The three of us have been talking about this all afternoon. Yeah, we've talked about a lot. We today. talked about this. We were talking about this all afternoon. Who wants to start first? 
And we talked about this two episodes ago. We too. did talk about this two episodes ago, but I mean, My there's some there's, there's some new there's some new new news circling around, and this is not a, this is not a rumor, nothing. This is not nothing that's that's like for real. But me and Pierre was talking about it, and the thought of if they did let go of Patricia, how would we feel if they made Bevel the interim head coach? Um, do you want me to go? Go ahead. Okay, first of all, I don't. Patricia shouldn't even be a coordinator in this league. His scheme is trash. It's absolutely garbage. His scheme is garbage. He should not be a head coach. He should not be a coordinator. He should be like a linebackers coach or some shit. I don't know. God damn, um, that's a, be a downgrade. Should be a Bro, he's not good, man. He's just not good. Look when he left New England. New England's defense like vastly improved. He's he just not good. Should join the Pride podcast. And if you think about it, look, <laughs> they they paid they paid uh, Josh McDaniels extras to say they didn't offer that to Patricia, bro. Like, he's not good, man. Anyways, um, I, I would take Bevel. The reason is you look at the work he's done, like with the team for the little time he's been here. Um, Stafford is playing his best football in his career. You got mm-hmm. Carry On going out, Carson going out. They bring up a guy from the practice squad, Bo Scarborough. He's playing well. You got Driscoll playing well uh, for a backup. So yeah, I like the the shufflings with the offensive linemen all year a little, like shufflings here and there. I think um, I'd I I'd like to see him as a head coach to be honest. And then we also talked about this, like if the offense continues to do well, um, he'll probably get poached by another team because the league is more like offense now. They're leaning more they're leaning more towards an offensive team. And yeah, he's done a good job with Russell Wilson. Bevel done a good job with Russell Wilson. He's done a great job with Stafford, a good job with Driscoll. So I, I'd, I'd promote him. I would. He's like, he's an option. Like, obviously, I want other options, but he, he's top on my list. He's up there. Um, what about I'm you, like, Tyler? I know you, got, I know you got mixed feelings about this. It's just, yeah, like, I don't hate the idea. I don't love the idea. I, I want to see more. Like, I, I really just like him as an offensive coordinator, honestly. And, I'd be very shocked if someone touches him, trying to get him as a head coaching job in 2020. I really would be shocked. Um, I still kind of like the idea of having a defensive guy come in here, being the head coach. Someone just taking over the defense and then let Bevel stick with this offense, man. Like, whoever is the next head coach, it's not going to happen. Like, I'm so, I'm saying if it were to happen, if Patricia is gone, I would like to stay with the route of defense, being the head coach, and then, you know, have Bevel. I think the deal just has to be Bevel has to be my offensive coordinator. That's the only deal. And if he does get touched, if he is gone somehow, some team does want to take a shot on him, I'd hire someone within the staff that knows the philosophy of Daryl Bevel and stick with it. Maybe a guy like Sean Ryan, the quarterback's coach. I know he's never been a coordinator, but he knows the philosophy of Bevel now. That doesn't always translate, though. Like, you saw... It doesn't. But, I mean, he at least knows the philosophy. He knows what's working with Stafford. Right, no, no. and like I don't, I don't disagree with you. Even if they hire like a really good defensive-minded guy, I'd be fine with that too. So, but yeah. it is what it is. We're not firing Patricia. But all right, next question. Yo, guys, it's me. I'm ninety. Uh, Pierre knows me as OG Mike. Just had a question. Why not uh, trade Stafford? Because I know he's worth something. Trade him away now once he's healthy. He's at the end of his career anyway. He's not going to be getting any better. Um, yeah, I don't think he can perform the same way that he did this year again. So try and max out on him. Try and get some picks for him. 
draft a quarterback. I don't know how you guys feel about Patricia and, and, and Quinn, but um, I feel like we need to get rid of those guys too and just rebuild from the start with a new quarterback, new regime. It's got a kind of a young team going, so Slay's probably not going to be around, I don't think. So let me know what you guys think. Love the show. Long time listener. Keep it up, boys. Later. Well, appreciate the call. First thing I want to mention, he knows how to take on Patricia and Quinn now, at least. Um, in football, it is a little different compared to other sports and rebuilding, like in basketball or like in baseball or even in hockey. In football, you kind of rebuild more on the fly rather than building for like a long-term future. Yeah. When, you have a, when you have a quarterback, you kind of just ride with it. You find your quarterback, you ride with it. In baseball... You have a lot. Well, I'll bring up basketball. That's because there's actually a salary cap, and baseball there's no salary cap. So in basketball, when your players get old, and, and you know their game starts to decline, you could actually rebuild for years. Like you know, Malcolm's a Knicks fan. He's an advocate of rebuilding. Um, God damn it! Why would you even bring that up? <laughs> so he's he's seen rebuilding, but you know you could actually build off young talent in basketball. Where in football. So many injuries happen. These guys' careers don't last as long as other sports. You kind of like to build more on the fly. It's not long experiments like in other sports. So when you have a ready quarterback, even though you could get a lot of picks for him, you don't trade him because a quarterback is not easy to find. Nope. So I think you build off Stafford, even though at his age, you know, I mean, he's only 32 years old. I know he has the back issues right now, but you still got to build off him and just fill in the holes and you have your quarterback ready because if the quarterback you do get doesn't work out, it's just another cycle. It's even longer, man. It's like you guys are sick the coaching cycle. Well, you guys I, get ready for a quarterback cycle. Ask, ask, ask Dolphin fans. They've been looking for a quarterback since Dan Marino. Yeah, I mean, look yeah. at Cincinnati. They tried to build off Andy Dolan for years. At least like Stafford, Stafford's good. At least I mean, like Andy Dolan's not done shit. Yeah. And they, I mean. Look at Tennessee and Tampa. They they drafted Winston and Mariota, and they're both having second thoughts about that. Second yeah. thoughts? Mariota, Mariota's not going to be on the team next year. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. starting Tannehill, actually. They yeah. traded for Tannehill, and they're starting Tannehill. And that's what they, they wanted. They said draft draft a quarterback. I mean, it just all it does is going to drag you out because you're not going to just let this guy go after three years. You're going to want at least – you're going to be holding on to this guy for at least five, five or six right. years. At least five years. But if it does work out – then it's a, it is a really good situation. Yeah, it's, it's a win if it works out, but then... But it's very risky. Even with an elite quarterback, if everything else is not fixed, we're still going to struggle. So why exactly. not try to fix everything else around the quarterback and then try to get a winning team? I agree. When, when, like, why are we going to start from scratch when we already have a, an elite quarterback? Like, that's... Yeah, I think it's dumb if you just decide to ship Stafford away. You, you don't Franchise quarterbacks don't grow on trees. And you can get a lot for him, but it's not worth it because... Right. It's not worth it because you're gonna get a well, you're gonna draft a quarterback and then if he doesn't that quarterback doesn't work out. Doesn't work out. Then what? I mean, you know how bad our team like, would be without a quarterback? Well you're gonna draft though. If you're picking in the top ten, right? Herbert will be off the board. Um he has a really big arm. They love that in him. He's he's actually having a good year. Um Tua, I'm not I'm not taking Tua. That that's a really big risk. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's always hurt. I, I don't that's a huge risk, especially in the first round. Maybe some other teams would be willing to take that risk. But yeah, there's who Jake Fromm. I'm not Jake Fromm is like he's like an Andy Dalton kind of. He, he doesn't have a big arm. 
I mean, he's he's a good quarterback, but he's not like a game changer like Stafford. Um, another bulldog. You have you have another guy like Jacob Eason. He's probably a late one, early two. That guy has a strong arm, but he he has some work that he needs to do. Um, There's a guy from Texas. I'm not sure. I don't think he's eligible. Ellinger, Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he's eligible or not, but I mean, I, I haven't seen him like in round one or round two talk. I don't think he's eligible. He's, he's in his junior year, so he's eligible. He is eligible. So Sam Ellinger is eligible. Okay. I mean, do you like trust him though to like start right away? Probably not, right? And then who are you going to have? No, I just brought up a name. <laughs> you want Jeff Driscoll starting mm-hmm. at quarterback next to opening up as your starter? Yeah, I mean, he would probably be the best bet if that would have happened, but that's just. That would just be so dumb, and it could set our yeah, franchise back like, so far back. If they trade Stafford. That means they're going on for a full, like, full mode rebuild. Like everyone, that's, that's like, a full rebuild, and that that's gets dangerous because we saw how long the Cleveland Browns took to find their quarterback, and like even Baker Mayfield, he hasn't like <laughs> Baker Mayfield has. He's one more bad year of being another Browns project. I mean, I, I like him, but he's having a bit of a down year. And yeah. I mean, you look at the Bills, Josh Allen. They're not sold on him. He's like a lot of down, a lot of up. Sam Darnold, the Jets quarterback, up and down a lot. Up and like down it's what? hard with these quarterbacks, bro. Like you, you got a proven guy, you stick with him. Yeah, I agree. Like you guys, all you gotta do is look. I understand. I understand. The friends are like eleven years, the same results. Eleven years, same results. But what what's one consistent area that we never filled? We never filled in eleven years. What is okay. one consistent area? A running back. When we haven't filled that since Barry Sanders, and why? If we had a uh, we had a running back, this team would be so much different. Right, yeah. I agree. Our, I uh, what's one consistent area where we've been consistent? I misunderstood the question. Yeah, our yeah. Uh, our QB hole like would be like for all the NFL teams is our running back hole right now. We cannot. Yeah, that's our, run, that's our, our that's our hole right now, and we just never been able to fill it. Yeah. And pass rush too. Pass rush has been non-existent. For the past know, but, few years, I mean, yeah, past few years, but we have we have some yeah, we had some dogs. Yeah, we had some dogs back in the day, um, but running that running back position is something that we just never been able to fill. All right, so the simple answer we all agree: do not trade Matthew Stafford. Do not trade Matthew do Stafford. Not trade Stafford. And I think he could have a follow up year with Bevel, and right. he'll have an even better year if we have a goddamn running game. All right, so let's go. Oh, yeah, so like he'll have a really good year if there's a running game. He'll play. He'll actually play his best football. So I'm saying this now. This is not Stafford's best football. He looks amazing, but this is not his best football. Give him a running game. More is yet to come. Stay tuned. Give him a back. Right, he can uh, just give him three times. Next question. Right, next question. Next question. And I think this is the last one for the day. Okay. Next question. Hey guys. So I love the line so much, but right now, like most. Mostly every year, I have so much mixed feelings about this team. Uh, let's just start with like coaching staff, mostly the defense, the defense side. I'm really sick of seeing Matt Patricia in his interviews, mostly during the week or after post games. He's always saying that um, we was um, the coaching staff always has to execute and have to get better, but we don't we don't see that interpretation going through the games at all. And I'm kind of sick of hearing that all the time and because we don't see any improvements at all. I'm just really sick of that, and I don't know what to say. I'm like, how come? Ugh, I'm just really frustrated with it. So 
Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I'm just sick of it, like everybody. But I feel like when Bob Quinn has a huge part of this, too, he should have some... He should be on the hot seat as well. If you're a GM looking over this team and helping out with some of the coaching, I don't know if that actually happens, but don't take my word for it. He should be talking to the coach and the coaches and saying, why isn't there any improvements? What the heck is going on? Like, yeah, like basically he's the boss. Why isn't he doing anything about it? I know he's just friends with Matt Patricia. They go a long way back as a relationship as a Patriots, but this is like, this is ridiculous. This isn't about bringing the friends. It's, I'll say the business side of it, like right now. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, ugh, really mad right now. Yeah. So, just imagine this week coming up when they play the Redskins. Imagine the Redskins scoring on us. Just scoring. They haven't even have a score. They haven't scored a touchdown in a while. And the report said in ESPN, I don't know where, I keep forgetting where. They haven't scored since like September, October. And with this defense as bad as they are, just imagine the Redskins scoring on us and being toe-to-toe. That should be like a huge warning to Patricia. And mostly on the hot seat, he should should be fired by the end of the year. If they they even go toe-to-toe with this game coming up and they keep losing, he's going to lose his job. And Bob Quinn should have at least some responsibility, responsibility a part of it. So, yeah. That's how I feel. Just, yeah, frustrated. Thanks, guys. All right. Shout out to this guy. I don't know if he said his name, but he's called a couple times. So we that, bro, appreciate is that the, it. Is that the Mike Tyson the wall? I, I think so, yeah. That's the dude Mike Tyson uh, the wall. To answer fire. his uh, first question about coaches, that's just coach talk. They're always going to talk like that. Um, it's coach speak. Just get used to it. Every coach talks like that. Fundamentals, we're not, we got to be better. Starts with me, blah, 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 all that bullshit. Hand placement. Hand placement. That, that that's all co- coaches. All coaches talk yeah, like that when they Patricia lose. Patricia just does it so much extra than other coaches. Yeah, like, he just kind of like he. He has him, like, no heart. Job, sort of. He literally has no heart at all. Like I look at Sean Payton's interview, I see heart. I see him wanting to like. If he messes up, he'll admit he met. Like I don't. Know, it's so much different. Patricia just looks so out of it. He looks like he just wants to go home and eat a cheeseburger. Like he just looks so damn out of it. Like he's like, oh, hold up, cheeseburger. Hold hold up, honey. I gotta go do my. I gotta go do my interview. Um, yeah, you know, I gotta go execute. Um, yeah, it falls on me, man. Coach staff, we gotta execute better. Sean Payne, actually, I can see heart in him. I don't see heart in Patricia. It just pisses yeah. me off. I, I agree with him. If like, if I could retweet that, like without the comment part. I would do that. I just could retweet. I don't even need to comment. I just retweet. He said everything I need to say. Okay. okay. And then um, he also had a question about Bob Quinn and Patricia. We already said how we feel about that. We've talked about that a lot. You could check previous yeah. episodes. We're not going to get into that. Um, and then he did say something misleading. He said the Jets, I mean, the Redskins haven't scored. They actually yeah. scored two touchdowns in garbage time against the Jets. Well, there was yeah, garbage happens. time, but they did score two touchdowns last week in garbage time. Um. So that's a little misleading, but before that, he was right. They haven't scored since, like, whatever he said. All right, guys, that is a wrap to episode 61 of the Pride Podcast. And, yeah, we got an exciting game this Sunday versus the Washington Redskins. What kind of shit is that? Um, yeah, boot up, stand up in that empty stadium. But it's what it is. I'm out. Peace out, Lions fans. Go Lions. 
All right, guys, before I let you out, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. We appreciate the support. And I'm out. Peace. All right, everybody. And um, if you enjoyed our voicemails, um, continue to leave those voicemails. We don't care if it's questions. If you just want to vent, hell, you want us to give a shout out, give us a call. Number is 313-355-3116. And I'm out. Peace.